1: Hello. Welcome to emotional badass where moxie meets mindful. I'm Nikki Eisenhower, life coach and psychotherapist. And on today's episode, we're discussing approaching toxic family once you've started the healing process. A question I get in various forms a lot. Wondering how to approach toxic family once you've started the healing process is a hot topic for people who are healing and figuring out boundaries. People often feel like they have to keep their distance forever and wonder if there's any solution, if there's a middle ground and what to do and how to heal. I'm going to offer some journaling prompts in a minute to help you uncover some more information about yourself that might help you find a path of doing versus a path of spinning out on figuring out what to do. My boundaries course that starts October 21st is the process of how to figure this out within yourself. Now, it's online. You can join it from anywhere in the world. It's not a course that sits on my site that you can do at any time. I teach in it live. You can catch me live or you can catch it in saved webinars over the six weeks that I'll be teaching. And I designed this for y'all. Y'all are my audience. I know who's listening to the show. I know that y'all are often overwhelmed with what life takes, your responsibilities, balancing living life and healing, figuring out your internal world while you're managing an external world. Everything that I create, even the length of these episodes, is about trying to honor that that's what all of us are doing as HSPs. We're trying to manage our healing and our life, and it feels like a lot So this isn't a daily course. This isn't something that you have to dive into at my pace. Some of you will sit with certain lessons in it for a while. Some of you will skip over certain lessons and all of that is okay. We tend to have a lot of fun, even though you might show up with a lot of heaviness in your heart. And there's a lot of power in seeing other people who are at different stages of healing just starting out. And on the other side of having a lot figured out, there's a lot of wisdom of being with each other in this format from the comfort of our home. I try to make my offerings as accessible as possible. You can sign up online and find the different payment plan options. If you are in financial need, if you are struggling, if you are a student, reach out and we will send you a link to a 12-month payment option instead of the six. And when it comes to figuring ourselves out, I like to start with the idea of separating what we want from what we need. In my own process, I've had to sit with myself and acknowledge very much what I've wanted because what I've wanted is to be able to just hang out with family. What I've wanted has seemed simple, even though it's been impossible, to be able to be heard and understood and accepted for who I am and to be accepted for how I'm different. And what I've wanted is to be able to have a family that has healthier communication and knows the difference between loving each other and hurting each other. What I've needed to heal is very different than what I've wanted. And those needs change as we evolve and grow. So where I am today is In a very different place than I was three years ago and seven years ago and 15 years ago And I will be in a different place With lots of things next year and five years from now and 15 years from now When I work with addiction We talk a lot about addictive logic Well, we don't so much hear in counseling and psychotherapy and our psychology is about dysfunctional family logic. If I go back to how this question is often presented, and someone shared this with me on Instagram when I asked, if you'd like to come find me on Instagram every now and then, I might ask for this kind of input. I want to point out how this question is often asked, and I want to acknowledge that I often asked it this way too. I feel like I have to keep my distance from them forever. When we grow up with a lot of intensity and a lot of dysfunction, for many different reasons that I've gotten into before and that I'll continue to share about when it comes up naturally on the show, is that we tend to have some black and white thinking without realizing it. You don't have to do anything forever. Nothing. Forever is a very long time. It's not even something we can conceptualize not in the foreverness of our own life, not in the foreverness of the universe, we can't gauge that. So as sensitive people, when we form our questions within the context of, should I do anything forever? We're adding unnecessary pressure to what we're trying to figure out. So what I ask is that you take pressure off yourself as you make these decisions, Because the stress of so much pressure to get it right can often be the thing that is triggering your nervous system to be more tense, more anxious, which leads to more depression as you try to figure this out, which is going to lead you to probably needing more distance from dysfunction and chaos. And if you're trying to figure this out, the way that I conceptualize this is that we want to get as healthy as possible and be able to feel out what is reasonable for me, what do I want, what can I do in a healthy way, and how do I do it? Yoga taught me what clinical counseling didn't know how at the time. Clinical counseling is coming a long way and it is growing just as all of us are growing and it is getting more and more connected and plugged into the body. Especially if you happen to be in the Northeast, in California, Colorado is very progressive, some different places on the East Coast. The other thing I want to point out about the toxic logic is the use of the word toxic. So if I am babysitting, if I am your child care for your child, if you don't have a child, maybe try to imagine with me to help me make this point. If I have a toxic substance, how close would you like me to tell your child to go to the toxic substance? A big problem that I see in healing is that we don't really want to address what toxicity really means as a culture in different societies, in churches, in schools, in even business, in our families, and all these different systems that we're all a part of. If I have really gotten to the place, and I have, of due to the amount of Of denial, prescription drug abuse, narcissism, and sociopathic players that I am related to by blood, I've had to face that that is a toxic combination for me. And it's as toxic as me going and sitting inside of a barrel of toxic chemicals. And I cannot participate with myself in allowing that to happen that message cannot come from me that it is okay for me to sit in toxic chemicals and for me as a highly sensitive person even if other people who are made differently don't understand this even if they think it's dramatic even if they think it's wildly selfish even if they think it's wrong then i have to be the shepherd of myself and i have to be able to support myself in what I truly need, instead of what I want. There have been moments in my life where I have cried and sobbed and begged the gods to just make me less sensitive so that I could just sit in that vat of toxic chemicals. It took me a long time to be able to have the perspective of seeing that for what it was. That sent me on a grief process of having to
0: grieve now live on all podcast platforms.
1: As you're starting to figure this out, I encourage journaling about how does your system feel when you get distance physically, but also are you allowing distance in your headspace? If you have physically separated from people for, let's say, a year, but emotionally they are weighing heavy on your mind. If their dysfunctional communication and emotional abuse is inside of your head, then you haven't really gotten away yet. So there's this way that we're comfortable about thinking about time and space away from someone. Well, I've been away for three months. How much longer should I do this? It's not about time. It's about how much breathing room does your system need away from toxicity to rebound? I want that to be a very short amount of time. But these issues, they don't tend to develop overnight. They don't tend to develop lifelong anxiety, PTSD or PTS, complex trauma, compounded trauma, And various forms of stressors, OCD, mental illness, people-pleasing, codependency, addiction to mask, addiction to cover up pain, addiction to have a buffer to be able to sit in the chemicals. Only you can decide and only you can help yourself get not just the tangible time away, but do the work to clear them from your headspace. Now, there is a time to be angry in this process, to hurt in a very raw way, and that may be the space that we need. How does your system feel if and when you dip your toe back in to their physical space? Is your definition of healing or your expectation with yourself that something you've done the hard work to figure out is toxic? Are you telling yourself that healing means I'm supposed to be able to sit inside of something toxic? Sit with these ideas more so than what should I do with them? What do I need to do? What's right? What are they going to think? Allow yourself to have the time and space to unfold into who you are, how you've been affected, and what your system needs. Yoga taught me how to pay attention to the subtle energies of my body. That helped me start to learn how to feel the difference between intuition and anxiety. That helped teach me. Each of us is doing our own experiment in this life. Through experimentation, I would dip a toe back in. And through connecting and feeling my body, I would feel my heart race. Sometimes my heart ache. I would feel my gut tighten and flutter. My jaw would clench and create a migraine. And I'd be knocked out for days while trying to push through work and school and life. I don't think clinical counseling has gotten behind the idea that it may be better more often than not for people to take a break from each other. Sometimes that break, I've seen it happen. It hasn't happened for me and my family Right now, I don't believe that that's possible and I'm okay with that. But often, a couple of years apart, will give each party time to evaluate, to get their nervous systems out of the pattern of pain and re-triggering and what you say to me and you, then you slam this and I walk out. It just takes all of it out so that perspective has some space to grow into. We have separation and divorce. As an idea that we understand, but we don't have separation as such a normal part of family yet. Maybe I'm part of the change into that permission. Maybe you're a part of the change into the permission as you sort out what you truly need. As we heal our nervous systems, we start to feel in our bodies and learn in our minds and hearts The difference between I am triggered and this is making my system sick, and I don't have the power to not get triggered here. I don't have the power to be unaffected here. I don't have the power to be here and not get sick in some way. This is the same principle of why people in a business may go on strike to not be taken for granted anymore and to take a stand that things need to change or they will quit. That the conditions, are not healthy or sound or viable for life. Why don't we do that in our families? If you take anything away from this episode for this issue and others, your job, your career, friendships, even relationships to things like coffee, nothing is forever. You are the decider of things. That is both a great liberation and a responsibility. And it's hard because we are responsible for everything that we do and we are responsible for everything that we don't do. So my answer to this question is to take time to sense what you need and to give yourself permission to find yourself and your way. If my boundaries course can be a help to you on that path, I would love to have you. Come sign up for that at NikkiEisenhower.com or EmotionalBadass.com backslash boundaries. There's one week left to sign up. This is a great time if you've been meaning to, to come find us at Patreon because the coupon code that is available is there for our patrons. We just hit our second goal and we've got our third goal so we can really amp up production of the show. We can only do it with your help and support and we are so grateful. Every single day, oh, it's gonna get me. Every single day, We get messages of how the show is helping people. It is my dream come to life. It's the vision I had that people are searching for answers and they're finding it. And I am eternally grateful for those of you that give us reviews and that support us on the Patreon. Here are your shout outs, you amazing Patreon producers of the show. Thank you, Jessica M, Megan G, Crystal C., Summer, Stephanie M, Cindy S, SNH, Pam Toth, thank you. We got a brave last namer. P, thank you. Lisa G, Tiffany, and Aaron. Y'all are the backbone. Thank you for being my marketing team and for cheering this on. Whew. Thank you for facing this hard work in the world. I am sending out light and love, and I will see all of you who have registered for the course next week in the first course webinar. I am an emotional badass, you are an emotional badass, and together we are where Moxie meets mindful. Bye-bye.